Hey everyone, and welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. And this is our weekly discussion of marriage and family issues in the Christian life. And we're excited to kick it off with our first topic, which is so foundational to marriage, just the concept that we are better together as a couple. We're going to talk about our differences and identify how these differences make us better as a team than each of us is on our own. And sneak peek, the trick is not to try to make your spouse just like you in order to live in harmony with them, but rather to learn how to leverage your unique strengths and weaknesses for good and really to embrace the differences that you have with your spouse. So after establishing this as a concept, we want to spend the majority of our time exploring ways that husbands and wives can use their differences to better hit the target of loving God. So we were talking about this and we were thinking about just like maybe one of the first examples of where we saw this idea of us being different. Five days into marriage. That's what it was. It was our honeymoon. And so funny because, you know, your honeymoon, at least for women, we're, we're like all have this beautiful picture of how it's going to be so romantic and perfect and all this time you're going to be kind of pampered, right? Your husband's going to just like pay attention to you and you're going to be off in this tropical world of bliss, right? Yes. And we did. We went on a honeymoon to Hawaii and one of the funniest parts of the honeymoon... Which was me, amazing and romantic in so many ways. Okay, that's true. It was. It was. The, the whole thing was awesome. Yes. But there was one specific day that I'm thinking of where we decided to rent a car, and we were on the main island of Hawaii, and we drove around to... Volcano. The vol- Yeah. And you were like, oh, Bethany, I'm so excited because we have this bungalow. I remember that was the word bungalow. Yes. I had looked into a hotel and surprised you by reserving a room and there was this screaming deal for <laughs> a room. It was drastically less money than all the other room options in this hotel. And so I, I went for it. I thought that sounds really romantic. Yeah. A bungalow. Right. Honeymoon. Perfect. Right. And you know, you carefully looked into it, right? To see what bungalow actually was. I did not. Okay. Because That's when we what got you there, yeah, when we got there, remember, we go into this hotel and we're like, yeah, we want to check in for the bungalow. And one of the first things that happened is they handed us a huge bag of sheets. That's when I knew we were in trouble or I was in trouble. Yeah. And then, so we go over to this bungalow with our bag of sheets and it's basically like we're camping. Yes. We have to make our own bed. It was a half step up from camping. There's no toilet or shower in the bungalow. There so was a bed, though. There, that's important. There was a bed, but, <laughs> but there was no like, I, I'd argue water. A, a very important piece of furniture for the honeymoon. That's true. Yes, it was. But <laughs> I remember I was mad that night because I was not picturing this uh, bungalow. I was picturing like, you know... I don't know, or a bungalow open to the ocean where you walk out in the sand, you have your own private beach. No. And it was a little different. Yeah, no, you're right. It was not the beautiful, romantic, picturesque uh, bungalow that at least I had in my mind when I reserved it for yeah. 20 bucks. Yeah. And that just, it, it just like so shows how different we are, right? Day five of marriage, you kind of just found this bungalow. It sounds good to you. Let's go for it. And I would being a planner that I am, would have maybe, I don't know, clicked on the pictures, looked around, what were the reviews like, uh, just to get more of a sense of what it would be. Right. So they're right there. We're just opposite in maybe how we would go about 
true. Planning a honeymoon. You're, you're much more of a planner than I am, and you help me a ton in that way. And and another thing is my response to the um, unexpected circumstances was maybe more positive <laughs> is maybe a good word than your response. So yeah, I, I kind of yeah. am able to you know go with the flow if there's a change or uh, something that surprises us. You in this scenario. Needed a little bit more time to <laughs> process, others. we yeah. could say. Yeah, I need a little processing time. I wasn't like, oh, no big deal. This will be great from the get-go. I yeah. was a little no. more fired up. Right, and negative. Uh, and yeah. Mad. yeah, for sure. And negative, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and we tell that story because it illustrates the concept that we're getting at here, that we are different people, mm-hmm. you and I. We have lots of differences, and we have learned to see and appreciate these differences for what they are. Um, it's a good thing that we are not exactly the same because I believe God has created us uh, differently and put us together to complement each other and help us to be a better team than each of us would be by ourselves. Can I get amen to that? I mean, I've said before, I would not want to marry myself, right? I'm so glad that I didn't marry another Bethany with the same strengths and the same weaknesses and the same perspective because that would really be a tragedy, actually. Um, instead, I was able to marry someone who comes to the marriage with a different way of looking at things, different strengths, different weaknesses. And as we are going through this life together, striving to glorify God, mm-hmm. we are better as a result. Yeah, yeah. And so I think some people see differences as a problem. We yeah. are want to make the case here that differences are and can be a good thing. In fact, I think God created contrast. He created uh, differences, and that's th- th- that's not bad. In fact, it's good. Right. You think about the garden, when God created the garden, he created contrast in terms of different aspects of the landscape and different kinds of animals, and there was... Right, like the platypus. There's a contrast platypus, the platypus, and there's a lion right, with, out in the exactly. world. So different. Solid. Yeah, so you've got these different kinds of animals. You've got um, different kinds of landscape and geography. You've got the sun. You've got the moon. And these things come together to make a beautiful picture. So contrast is not the enemy. And so now you you introduce two different people, and that's what God does in the garden. He, He sees Adam, that he is by himself. He's alone, and he gives to Adam a helper suitable for him. He gives Eve to Adam, and that makes him better as a result. Yeah. They get themselves into some trouble. Well, you It's know. not perfect. That happens, yeah. But they're designed to complement each other and help each other. So what we want to do is, is spend the rest of our time talking about the ways that we can, since we're so different we complement mm-hmm. each other, the ways we can help each other to love God better as a result of being together. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think we um, we like to talk about spiritual things together. And I don't think that that's common for every couple. Um, but I think it is a huge way where we're better. Mm-hmm. Because I can bounce spiritual things off of you. And I can run them by you, what I'm thinking. Uh, we can talk about the sermons together that we hear. And gosh, we always have such a different perspective, right? You hear a sermon and you camp on one point And I'm like over here. And when we talk about it, I get a fuller picture of what God was wanting to teach me because I get your perspective as well. And so I think that's an awesome way is to discuss spiritual things, discuss sermons, 
and take from the other person what you can and, and learn from them. That's good. I think there's two things there. One is talking about spiritual things, which is a pattern that we've tried to create mm-hmm. in our marriage. Yeah. And the second thing is talking about the sermon. Right. So uh, talking about spiritual things is not necessarily easy in the sense that I think a lot of couples struggle to get to a place where they that, that's a normal part of everyday conversation. And I think we had to work to get there. Yeah. It, it didn't just happen where we had these awesome spiritual conversations. Um, and Hence the planning as, as a planner. I think it needs to be planned in when so you, you can talk you're about trying it. To, <laughs> are you saying that your personality type is better than my personality no, type? No. Is that what this is? No, I'm just saying that. You need some more <laughs> laid back uh, aspects in your life. You yes, gotta... that's true what I'm saying. We can plan. I mean, if you want to accomplish it, to talk about spiritual things, I think something okay, you can fine. do is fine. plan it. <laughs> and you can do it on the cusp. Marry someone who's a planner okay. and have them help you come up with uh, a plan to have spiritual conversations. No, it is true. You, you have to schedule it. And if yeah. you don't, you're probably not going to have those kinds of conversations. And right. um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is uh, it, it has been... And it's taken effort for us to get to a place where spiritual conversations are normal things for us to have. Yeah. And I think what happens is couples can go uh, weeks, months, years without really getting there in mm-hmm. the topic of discussion. And then when they try to get there, it's weird and it's awkward and it's hard um, to talk about spiritual things. And so it is something that we've just tried to make a regular part of our conversations. Yeah. And because we see the importance of it, uh, it's been a really good thing for us to do that. Totally. We haven't arrived. We're, you know, we still have to, I think, grow in that area, but it, it's, it's something that is worth making the effort. And, and then the second thing you mentioned was talking about the sermon. And maybe that's the easy on-ramp to having spiritual discussions. Right. We talk about the sermon. We try to every week. Mm-hmm. And what we'll do is go on a walk or something and yeah, load up all the kids. Yeah. Peaceful, <laughs> quiet. Nobody interrupts. Conversation. It's, crazy. it's just clear, <laughs> clear exactly. skies. Whether we have the kids or not, often while we're on a walk, we will, yeah. you know, one of us will ask, what did you think of the sermon this weekend? Right. And we'll just talk about it. And sometimes we'll talk for five minutes. Sometimes we'll talk for 50 minutes. Uh, but we talk about our reflections and insights mm-hmm. from the sermon, something that challenged us or convicted us. And that's been a really good thing. Yeah. A third thing I think is uh, connected with this, and it could be a result of what you hear from the sermon, but it would be the idea of accountability. I mean, you have somebody that you're married to who's different from you and sees your everyday life. You, You know, you've seen my everyday life for 12 years and you still are with me. That's awesome. But accountability is the idea that, you know, I can say to you, this is what I'm working on, and can you help me with it? And we can kind of jump into each other's lives and see how we're doing with whatever we're working on. Often I'll share, hey, I'm working on my being patient with the kids, and I'm starting to, you know, get real frustrated with this one or that one. A1, A2, mm-hmm, A3, mm-hmm, A4, mm-hmm. one of the A's is bothering it's me. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, and, um, and my response isn't right. And, you know, we then end up in a discussion about why it's important to be patient, how I can work towards that, and then you check in. It's like, hey, how'd it go today? Yeah. How are you doing with that? And that's huge because I know you're going to ask me, so I, there's more motivation 
that I will be patient and that I have some response to it and how I've worked on it. So I think accountability is huge. Yeah. And there's a lot of value in your accountability partner living in the same house as you and seeing your public and private life. Yeah. You can't hide as much. You can't hide as much. (laughs) Certainly, you know, when I'm gone during the day for work, there's things that happen. We don't see each other's lives every moment of every day, but um, we can, I think, pick out hypocrisy better in our, our lives with each other. Uh, than an accountability partner that we don't live in the same house with. True. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, there, there's value. This is probably another podcast for another day, but there's value in having an accountability partner who's the same sex as you and uh, that is not your spouse. And so we think both. Yeah. That, that'll be for another day and another time. Another thing is to memorize scripture together. It's something that we've done and in various seasons of our marriage, and it's been yeah. really cool. We'll pick a passage, and we'll work on the same verse for the day, and we'll go our separate ways, and we'll come back together at the end of the day and talk about our day. However, we've got the same passage on our mind throughout the day, right? and uh, it's a really neat thing for us to both uh, view life and go through the challenges of the day with a shared lens of a scripture that that we both have committed to memory for the day. And so, and then, you know, we help each other, we quiz each other on it, and that's and a good really thing. And it really only takes like two or three minutes. That's what we found. Yep. But, but we plan it, and we get it done, and we check in, and we've been able to memorize chapters of the Bible together. For sure. Which is awesome. For sure. Another thing is we just ask each other how we can help each other. So um, is there anything I can do to help you, uh, spiritually speaking, do the dishes. Yeah. That helps you with your godliness. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. You do such a good job of that. And it's a regular thing that you've, I don't know, developed throughout the years, or maybe I just am aware of it lately, but you'll say, hey, how can I help you? And sometimes you're talking about practical things, spiritual things, just any any area. How can I help you grow? Or how can I help you, I don't know, get through your day easier? How can I help you with the kids? How can I help you in any way? So that's that's a huge aspect as well. I do remember at one point you and I driving in the car at night on our way home from a date to a coffee shop, I believe. Uh, Obviously. Where else would we go? And this was several years into marriage, and we were just having this great conversation about how much we have grown through each other's help. Yeah. And I was just expressing, and I think you were too, how thankful I am that you're in my life because... I was pausing and realizing how much God has taught me through you and just the things that I wouldn't have seen and the ways I wouldn't have grown otherwise had you not been my wife. And so that was a really neat conversation that was worth having and is worth having again. And if you're listening to this and you've never had that conversation, that's something maybe to to do. Um, Talk to your spouse and explore the different ways you've grown just by the presence of your spouse in your life. Yeah, and I think it's easier to <laughs> see the differences in somebody and be frustrated with them, why they're so different, why they have a different perspective, how you know you wish they were they thought like you or they had the same opinion as you. And instead we took a step back and we're like so grateful just that we approach things differently and we have different gifts and different strengths and different just perspectives on life. And we were able to just thank each other and see um, how we've grown. And that's a huge, <laughs> that was an encouraging thing for each of us to hear mm-hmm. that. 
Yeah. And um, just motivating, just, encouraging, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So when your spouse is different, don't get mad about it, but uh, be thankful that your spouse is different. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. We can get frustrated at this very thing that we're talking about here. We've spent the whole time talking about how it's a beautiful design. The contrast and the difference is good for us. We need it. So let's not get frustrated about that, but let's be thankful for it because I think it's the way God created it to be. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there are definitely some issues that we brought up this time that we're going to have to cover in future episodes. So hopefully we'll be back with another one in a week or so. Thanks for tuning in.